0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Friday, March 19th, 2021. It's safe to say we live in a worry-filled world, because if you look around, there's so many things going on all the time that should concern any thinking person. I mean, we live in a world where things go wrong. And a lot of that, maybe you don't point the fault to an individual. There are natural disasters. There are flat tires or something breaking. And we have to deal with these things every day. But there also are, all the time, evil people doing evil things. And that is an evergreen statement. It doesn't matter what week you're listening to this or what year you're listening to this. You flip on your local news or you look at national news or worldwide news and you will always see evil people doing evil things. It is as if, you know, worry is in high demand around the world because there always seems to be something to worry about, whether it is the actions of evil people or whether it is concerns that you may have about provision in your own life. But what we're going to see today is really that in the midst of all this, when worry is in high demand, the faithfulness of God is in high supply that he is always there to meet our needs, to do what is right. God is in control. And so, yes, there are many things to be concerned about in the world, but over all of it, God is in control. And that should have an effect on our lives and help transform our concern and our worry into faith and trust in God. And we're going to see that especially in Psalm 37 today. In Psalm 37, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 9, and I'm going to go ahead and read those for us. It says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself; it tends only to evil. For the evil doers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. So there, he right in the beginning says, "Fret not," or basically, "Don't worry," because of the evil people doing evil things, and don't envy them, because God's in control, and their end is going to come. What he calls us to do is trust. In the Lord. So, in a worry filled world, we know that there is a faithful and righteous God who is in control. And God's faithfulness should draw out our faith in Him, that we should trust in Him and be confident. And what God is saying here through David is that, hey, we don't need to worry about all the bad things that are going wrong. Now, obviously we need to be wise and have a reasonable level of concern to take care of ourselves and our families, but we don't need to freak out. We don't need to worry. What we need to do is trust in the Lord. And we see some important things there where he says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. That, hey, in the midst of a crazy world, you should be the ones doing the right thing. You should be the ones being faithful. And that you can trust in God. And in verse 4, it's a precious verse to many people. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I see a lot of connections here between what we see in Matthew 6, where it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And in both of those contexts, there's command saying, don't worry, don't be anxious, fret not, But what you should do is delight yourself in the Lord, seek him, seek his kingdom, and God will take care of the rest. God will give you the desires of your heart. And verse four isn't something to be twisted into just our own personal dreams and accomplishing those that if I, you know, give God his due, well, he'll make all my dreams come true. No, I think even as we delight ourselves in the Lord, the desires of our heart will more and more be connected to God and will be him, his righteousness and his kingdom. And that's not just a a trick. We need to in reality come to see that there is nothing better. There is nothing that we should desire more than God, his righteousness, his kingdom. These are the best things. Anything else, it doesn't even begin to compare to these things. We need to delight ourselves in the Lord. In chapter or verses five and six are very encouraging. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. That in a world where so much is is messed up, hey, you, Christian, you follow God. You commit your way to him. You trust in him and he will act. He will vindicate you. He will protect you. And what we need to avoid sinful responses to the world around us, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. You know, that anger and worry aren't ultimately going to help us, even though on some level you look out at the world, there's a lot to worry about. There's a lot to be angry about. But if we give into those emotions, it's actually going to take us down a road that leads us away from trusting God, doing good and being faithful to him. Verse 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. No, trust God and be still. Even in a crazy world, trust that God is in control. So whatever's on your heart, maybe it's something in your personal life. Maybe you're just looking out at the world and it's concerning you. It's keeping you up at night. It's just gnawing at your mind. Well, I hope these verses can be an encouragement to you. What you need to do today is trust in the Lord. What good has he put in front of you to do today? Go do that. Be faithful in what God has given you today and keep your focus and not just the focus of your mind, but the focus of your heart on God. Delight in him and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Keep focused on him and the things that you're thinking through in life. Bring those up to the Lord in prayer. Commit those to him and trust in God. The faithfulness that we find in God is going to be greater than the worry and the concerns that we see in this world. And all of this talk is really backed up in a powerful way uh, as we go back now to Numbers, Numbers 26 and 27. And here in Numbers 26, we come to the second census in the book of Numbers. And this is where Numbers gets its name. I still don't think it's a good name, but it gets its name from these numbers at the beginning and now towards the end of the book that were from two censuses. And that's where they weren't just numbering the people, they were numbering the soldiers, right? They were numbering the men who were of the right age to go and fight. Um, And that's what we see in these two numberings Of the people, but as you look at the numbers, and maybe it's a chapter that you know is easier for you to scan through and kind of pick the numbers out. But the number that I want to stand out to you from chapter twenty-six is two. Two is the number I want you to think about. That's our number of the day today. And why the number two? Well, when you compare the first census at the beginning of the book to this numbering here, how many people? are alive? Like how many of those 600,000 people are the same people? And the answer is two. And that is Joshua and Caleb. Every single person that was counted at this in the census at the beginning of the book has now died. This is a numbering of a new generation after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. That's what's going on here. And, and why did that happen? Well, that brings us back to what I say is really the meat of the book, right? This, the numbers is the bread, faith and the lesson about faith. That's the meat in this sandwich of the book of numbers. That brings us back to the 12 spies and the 10 spies says they, they looked out at the concerns in the world. They looked out at the obstacles in the promised land and they focused on those and it led them to disobey God. Meanwhile, Joshua and Caleb, they did what Psalm 37 tells us to do. They didn't worry because of how big the people were in the promised land. They didn't worry because of how fortified the cities were. They trusted in God and they did what was right and they were faithful to him and God we're going to see rewards them. And even in chapter 27, we see how Joshua, one of these two faithful spies, he is the one that is then chosen to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. But Joshua and Caleb, they're the only two from that first numbering that are going to make it into the promised land because they trusted God. They did what Psalm 37 is telling us to do. Instead of focusing on all the things they could have worried about, they focused on God. They delighted themselves in the Lord, and he gave them the desires of his heart, of their hearts. So I hope that we not only read Psalm 37, but we see the example that we've been picking up from the book of Numbers, and that encourages us and whatever is before us today, to not be worried, to not be angry, to not be scared, but to trust God and to do do the good that he has put in front of us to do today. Uh, now let's transfer to the New Testament and look first at Matthew 23 verses 1 to 15. And this is now where after the game of stump Jesus has over, and in fact, Jesus has stumped all the contestants with his final question. Now he kind of goes off into a lengthy speech against the scribes and the Pharisees. And, as you begin to read this today, what I want to encourage you to do is not just to read this and say, oh, those silly Pharisees. Oh, why were they so proud? Why were they so self-righteous? No, what I would encourage you to do is to look for yourself in these passages. I mean, consider some of the, the words that Jesus warns them with. Jesus warns them about seeking status and seeking titles. Do you think that might be something that you're ever tempted by? Jesus says in verse 11, the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Hmm. Do you think those are words that maybe you need to hear today? Let's not miss ourselves in this chapter, but let's prayerfully come and ask God to open our own eyes to see how these warnings apply to us. And finally, we look at Acts 25 verses 13 through 27. And here we're continuing with the saga of the apostle Paul. And he has appealed to Caesar uh, before this Roman governor named Festus. And then kind of this king Agrippa and Bernice, they arrive and uh, they are, are more connected with the Jewish culture. And so Festus wants to talk about this with them and he shares what has gone on. And basically the end of the chapter, uh, sets up kind of this grand scene where Festus and King Agrippa and a bunch of power players in the city of Caesarea are all going to come together to hear what Paul has to say. And so a lot of what's going on in the book of Acts today is really setting up the scene for this grand, uh, trial or in really this episode of Paul getting to before the rich and the powerful to make his defense and to tell his story. And we're going to get into that in chapter 26. But for today, let us trust God. Let us put our focus on him. And as we consider his faithfulness, may that inspire us to just walk in faith and trust God today.